meet you all. Howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. Welcome, welcome to, to Sumo where we're psyched about the sumo. Yes, we are. Yes. We are very excited. I'm thoroughly enjoying this basho. You? Yes. It's yes. a different basho. It's a, every single basho is a little... <laughs> Little, little bit different. different. I know they're never the same. <laughs> Especially now the Hakaho is gone. They are never the same. No, they are full of surprises. And yeah. This Basho is giving us surprises. Yeah. Surprise and suspense. I yeah. like it. I do. I do too. It's been really fun. There's been some amazing matches and then some some disappointments. Yes, some disappointments. But still, hey, it's sumo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, could you even have sumo without disappointments? True. No, you can't. It just seems like the more I watch it, the more I realize, oh, this is just the way it goes. And it has been going this way for a really, really long time. Yeah, truly. This basho especially, anyone could take that big old trophy home. That's true. This week, I do not have much of a newsflash. Okay. But let's just talk about where we are. Um, did we get all of our bingo cards out and to all the people? You know, I didn't even check. I, d- I don't know how many cards are out there, but uh, the bingo game is on. And as of recording, there's not quite enough number-wise for somebody to have a kachikoshi or a makikoshi bingo right now. But tomorrow, that could definitely change. That's right. So I hope you all have your cards handy because we have some awesome prizes. So good. Yeah. I mean, we have memorabilia from years past, and we've got Ash Warren's uh, The Way of the Salt book, and we've got oodles and oodles of more things. A cornucopia of sumo merchandise. as always the jar of jam so keep on playing and the second you get that bingo hit us up on uh, social media and send us an email we've got to have your email first to be able to count your bingo so make sure you email us at sumokaboom at gmail.com and then you can post all about it and brag to the world that you've got that's right a bingo that's right shall we jump into shall we jump into day 10 not day 10. How oh, about sorry. day four? Day four. <laughs> I mean, we could go backwards. We could. If you would like to go day 10, day nine. But I feel like somehow the excitement level wouldn't quite be as high. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. <laughs> Let's start with day four then. Okay. You know... Day four was fun for me because Hira Umi, you know, our, our one of our new mm-hmm. Makauchi guys, mm-hmm. he got the real deal on the Henka King, Chiyoshoma. From, from Chiyoshoma. <laughs> yeah. He got the trickeration. He did. The trickeration. He got trickeration. And you know trick-a-rated? what? He got trickerated. He got trickerated big time. And it's okay. It's like, welcome to Makauchi. This guy's going to Henka you. And the Henka King worked his magic. Yeah. Chiyoshoma thought, I think I can work over my Henka magic on the new kid. He's the only one who hasn't felt my Henka moves. So and it worked. It worked. So Chiyoshoma, he got in fast upon the Tachi eye. He hops up and simultaneously reaches over the top of Hiradoumi and grabs the back of his mawashi with his right hand. Meanwhile, Hira Umi just falling forward. Chiyoshoma easily disposed of the new kid with one hoist towards the edge. Yep. And Hira Umi goes a flying off the doyo. Uatanage throw for the win for Chiyoshoma. Mm-hmm. So that was just like, oh, how cute. <laughs> He's getting his first Hanka King experience. <laughs> and everybody needs to know the taste of a Hanka from Chiyoshoma. I want to talk about Endo versus Wakamoto Haru. Oh, okay. Yeah. Endo had a better tachiai, just kind of more power from below. Oh. And Wakamoto Haru does a great job of absorbing this first tachiai. He retreated to the edge, circled around to the center of the doyo after he'd been kind of chased around the outside. Yeah. And then he goes on the defensive with a pretty textbook thrusting and pushing series against Endo to the edge. And he pushed Endo out. At this point on day four, Wakamoto Haru has a record of four and oh. But it was just a nice sumo from him, not... Not an easy opponent, Endo, but how he maneuvered textbook back to the edge, skirted around, brought himself centered, and then advanced again on Endo. And it worked. I wrote about that match. More, please. More, please. (laughs) I'd like more. More, please. 
Takiyasu looking good. I guess day four would be textbook in some way. He had a textbook Uwatanage throw on Nishikigi. It was really pretty. It was. And really uh, gorgeous. He clearly has Nishikigi's number easily. He can easily dial up that number, and he did. So good on Takiyasu. Also looking good. Okay. Day four. Yep, yep. But you always think he looks good. Yeah, that is true. I feel like uh, when he's up, when he's, he's up. really up. Yeah. And when he's not, he's really not. Right. Okay, now I think one of the big bouts of the day was this Ura fight against Takara Fuji. Agreed. Mainly because it was a beauty of a technique I certainly have never seen before. It was a tsutezori, if I said that correctly. I don't even know. I just You just don't hear it all the time. And the last time this technique was used was 20 years ago in Makauchi. And I had to watch that again and again because it's another backwards throw. And it's hard for me to kind of know how Ura has this instinct in the moment to know, here I am in this position. I'm going to throw this weird ass move. I don't know, maybe he's done it like a million times in Keiko, but it fascinates me to no end to understand how he makes that decision so quickly just by knowing he's got Takara Fuji in this position and somehow he pre-plans how to get either Takara Fuji into it or he just instinctively is like, ah, I'm here. This is where I throw this move. And in slow-mo, what it looked like was he actually did have a plan, it seemed. He went in, he ducked under... Takara Fuji's one shoulder, and then he leaned back as if he was going to do a flip-flop backwards, and then pushing with all of his might, he managed to like flail his body mid-flip-flop and turn back around and somehow finish Takara Fuji off into the dirt and the ground. It was like he used a backflip, like a back somersault, Mm -hmm. to crush somebody to the ground. And it was a weird one. And I was like, how? How? How is that even a technique? I know. We've seen him try this before, but he's never quite pulled it off in this top division. Like, well, I've seen him try. Talking to Fuji. Um, and I've, <laughs> I feel like I've seen him do this before. I mean, he's just such a master at these strange, strange kimorite that nobody ever does. Right. So when he, when he did it, I was like, oh, of course. Of course, Oro would do that. Right. Beautifully. But against... Takara Fuji? That was was the big surprise to me. I don't know why. Maybe Takara Fuji is is the perfect person to do it on because you got to have it on somebody who's like solid and who isn't going to move too fast. I don't know, but it was pretty. It was pretty and it was weird. And I was like, what the heck is that? Let me break this down in slow-mo. And the English translation, I tried to write it down, uh, but I'm not sure that I got it correctly because I wrote down forward, backward body drop. And I thought... (laughs) That can't be it. Is it a f- maybe it is a forward backward body drop. What did they just say? And then I never went back to see what it was. But it's a wild move and it's very cool. Yes. Wakataka Kage versus Midori Fuji. Finally, Wakataka Kage gets a win over someone. He had been struggling up to this point and he but is This one was a brawl, as I recall. Yes. Now, he is so small. Midori Fuji ma- magic does not actually work as well on Wakataka Kage because Wakataka Kage is big, but he's not huge, right? And Midori Fuji does prove that he is like the most annoying gnat. He just won't go away Mm -hmm. easily. Mm -hmm. And finally, though, with some huge slaps and thrusts, Wakataka Kage gets the upper hand and blasts him out of the doyo into the dirt with a Hataki Komi. But Midori Fuji has had a lot of momentum and he knows what he does well. And here we see it up against somebody who is strong, but not quite as big. It's just not quite as easy of a fight. But Wakataka Kage had to had to brawl it out with Midori Fuji to win this one. Yeah, he had to work hard for yeah. it. Uh, really well done there. But you know what I really liked about this fight? Mm. Was some of the smaller guys, when they lose, but they're close, or maybe they lose and it's a really good match, afterwards, you can tell they're kind of like, ooh, that was a good one. Like, I almost had it. Yeah. Or that was a really good takedown. Yeah, like, like, Aura does I the did. same thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So after this one, Midori Fuji was kind of like, oh, mm. Oh, I was oh, that was a good fight. That was a yeah. good fight. I didn't win, but that's a good fight. Yes. Next match I want to talk about, and this might be the last one of the day that okay. I have to talk about. Okay. Is 
the Kotonowaka versus Takakesho fight. Okay. Now, this was just all roundhouse slaps on Kotonowaka. And yeah. that's really what did him in. And I don't know how this tiny tiny epic tank of a man has so much strength and quickness to his roundhouse slaps, but Kotonowaka felt the full force firsthand with Takakesho's one-two punch. Literally, it looked like boxing to me. Open-handed boxing. Kotonowaka was out of it, retreating backwards with each one of Takakesho's blasts, and he was just pushed out by Takakesho. Kotonowaka was completely dominated the entire time. He too got in there and slapped and fought like hell, but he is just not there yet. It was I, oh, epic, I, epic slaps. I thought I remembered at some point in that fight, it looked like Kotonowaka was going to take him. Now, this is day four, and we're right, we're talking at day 10. So I thought there was a moment where Kotonowaka was going to take him. Well, my point of view saw it as Takakesha was in the driver's seat, and Kotonowaka did fight. He got a couple blasts in there, but it was, he was just literally, I don't know how anybody would think after one of those Takakesho slaps. I can tell you that I didn't like it. We just did a special on Kotonowaka. So I know how that boy follows rules and I know that he's never going to say anything negative, but he was like, his face was red after the fact. And I just felt like Takakesho was a big old bully well, afterwards i didn't like it i was like oh don't don't do that Takakejo. his job is to win and I it's know, legal and they does all it, do it doesn't mean i have to like it though. yeah but ted and Fuji slaps they all they all slap it, it but Takakesho's just looks nasty it's okay i can still not like it before we go from day four nishiki fuji beat taka no show and I was surprised on day four that he won against Takanosho. He looked strong and he did a gorgeous squinage at the edge. Hokuto Fuji on day four was also blazing hot and looked fantastic. And Tobizaru beat Mitakeyumi on day four. And that for me was a big upset. Mm -hmm. I did not think Tobizaru was going to take Mitakeyumi. He looked really strong, and I was at day four going, okay, what's happening with Mitakeyumi? This yeah. doesn't look like the Mitakeyumi I know. Yeah. Okay, day five. First match right out of the gate was bowling for Gyoji. Loved it. I <laughs> love it every time it happens. <laughs> doesn't even matter who wrestled. It's just that, yep, bowling for Gyoji is always fun. We got our first glimpse of Atami Fuji on day five. Now... Atami Fuji, for anyone who doesn't know who he is, he came up from Jurio, and he's another one of these wrestlers from the Isagahama stable, and he's adorable, y'all. Yeah, he, he has is. the sweetest smile. Like, I love him. I haven't seen him wrestle much, but I love him simply because of his interviews. Well, and he's a big boy. He's huge. He's huge <laughs> with the sweetest smile. His face goes from, like, completely open and, like, I'm listening to you to this gorgeous little smile, and it, like, goes back and forth. Uh, like turns on a dime and I am absolutely in love with this kid. And so I got to see him for the first time in the top division on day five against Yutakayama and he did great. He's just a very likable kid and I like seeing him up here and hopefully we'll see him more yeah. in the future. But again, on day five, Nishiki Fuji, this time hankered Chiotairu. He was a super fast pivot a turn at the edge to win against Chiotairu, who was in the driver's seat after a hanka. So I liked it. And already at day five, I was like, this kid has something going on. Yes. Nishiki Fuji. He's got fire. Yes. He's got the yeah. right, whatever that is, he's got it. I really liked on day five, although there was some really fantastic sumo all the way around. Two more fights I want to talk about. Kiribayama versus Ichinojo. Yeah. It was a showdown. Yeah. It was a long, long I think it was match. about 55 minutes long, that bout. It was. 57, <laughs> if I recall. Like, everybody had to leave and, like, get, get lunch, lunch and, and then come, come back. back. I'm just loving these guys that are taking a long time trying to get Ichinojo. They're giving a lot of bang for the, for the buck, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you can tell. He is a big boy, and yeah. it takes a lot to get that boy moving. And uh, Kenny Bayama just showed he's not quite strong enough to put out Ichinojo, no. but who is? Right. He's who a giant. Is? Ichinojo yeah. is a giant. <laughs> right. 
but he does have patience and he will keep trying and he's got stamina. He didn't get to a point where, I mean, poor Takakesho, if it lasts more than 20 seconds. Yeah, he's, he's he has doing no that pouty, pouty breathing yeah. thing he does afterwards. Yeah. That with <laughs> <laughs> his full pursed lips. Yeah, but Kiribayama can hang in there and can take him on a long match. Well, uh, I think Kiribayama that was eventually his, won. Yeah, I think that was his plan of attack. It's that to wear, him, wear out. him out, wear him out, and it worked. Yeah. And yeah. it is a technique. <laughs> Absolutely. It Wear the big guy out. Wear it out. Uh, the other match I want to talk about on day five is Terunofuji versus Tamawashi. Wow. That Nodawa attack yeah. that Tamawashi gave to Terunofuji was something from another planet. It was a Nodawa and then a swing of Terunofuji's underarm. It was another gold star for Tamawashi. The strong man did it. Wow. So at the end of day five, Tamawashi went to five and zero. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Terunofuji was at three and two yes. at the end of day five. But it was, I sort of expect Tamawashi to win against Terunofuji. I mean, he has more gold stars against Terunofuji than right. anyone else. But still, it was so, it was irrefutable. There was yeah. no, like, oh, Terunofuji almost had it. No. It was Tamawashi in the driver's seat yeah. from beginning to end. Yeah. Day six, everyone. Mm? The first one that, like, is on, like, my radar is really the hook to Fuji versus Nishiki Fuji. And I think Nishiki yeah, Fuji yeah. is looking good. Like you said, like, there's something about him and his energy to watch. But here... The bull that is hooked to Fuji seems to be back to full strength from wherever he has been. And he just bulldozed and continued on with his low attack, charging and following a very tricky, a retreating Nishikigi all around the ring, circling and finally pushing him out. And at this point, hooked to Fuji has a perfect 6-0 record. That man really will run headfirst into anything. Anything. Yeah. But you know, he's doing such a good job, this Basho, keeping people right in front of him, right. not letting them escape yeah. to the side. Yeah. And he did such a good job at this today. Yes. On day six, anyway. Now, Takiyasu versus Midori Fuji was exciting to me because Midori Fuji is like the gnat. Like, he's very... Uh, He's very tricky for these big guys. Yeah. But the big man overwhelmed the little man in this match. Finally, someone figured out how to aim well at the gnat. And Takayasu kept him distant and away from the inside where Midori Fuji is the trickiest. And he managed to get, uh, where's the rest of my words? I have no idea. He won by Tsukidashi win for Takayasu. It's much easier when you're watching it on YouTube and you can stop. Right. And right? Right. But if you're watching it... Highlights, you're yeah, just if like... you're watching highlights, you've got, what, 10 seconds? Well, and I write, like, maybe, you know, I type maybe 10 words a minute. Like, <laughs> I am all thumbs and index fingers. So, whatever. We lost the second half of that match. But all you need to know is Takiyasu won. Tobizaru versus Hoshoryu. I have to say this day was... There's a lot of matches on this day that were pretty exciting. Mainly because Tobizaru is a very tricky flying monkey. And he seems to have gained some ground lately with the experience he's had in yeah, Makauchi. Yeah. And it showed through this first week, especially with his patience and persistence up against a very tricky guy. He was slapping... And there was a major magic at the edge, just as Hoshoryu seemed to have the upper hand with the thrusting game in this match. He advanced Tobizaru to the edge. Tobizaru hopped slightly up and out to the right and slapped hard down on Hoshoryu down to the ground. So he got the Hatakikomi slap down win, but it was at the edge and more patience than I've seen Tobizaru have as of late. It seems like a completely different guy than we watched last Basho. You know, that's true. That is true. I haven't been watching Tobizaru as closely, but it has sort of been in my brain. He's doing much better. Much, yeah. much better. Like, maybe he could get into Sanyaku with this kind of sumo. Yeah, and I didn't think he could, but there's something this Basho that's clicked for him. Yeah, he's engaging more. He's not running as much. More power. It's just all... It's More it watchful. Is. He's like know. become a better driver. You yeah. Know? He's like in the driver's seat and he's like, I understand. I get this now. Yeah. I'm starting to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Shodai. <laughs> You're skipping over the Kiribayama fight? 
Well, it was a thrusting battle that ended up pretty text textbook. He thrusted Daisho back and out. Okay, but you know what I loved about that? Yeah. Is that the day before, he it was a huge belt battle with Ichinojo. Yeah. Where it was all belt. And then Daisho, this was a completely different style of sumo. Mm-hmm. So I think it showed how... How wide his skill set is. Oh, yeah. To go against Daeshu, who's a completely different kind of wrestler. And he beat him at his own game. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. He is well-versed in many, many different techniques in sumo. Shodai. We haven't talked much about Shodai. He did no. win on day one. He did. He did. <laughs> but the last time he won. <laughs> oh, well. So this match versus Meisei. Well, I mean, thank you for talking about him. What I like about this match is that Shodai is consistently, though, advancing post Tachiai. You know, in the past, he's won defensively by luck and trickery at the edge, which is a technique, which is his strength. But at least he met the match with Meisei by following through post Tachiai. But then he again, he gave up at the edge when he seemed to have some advantage with Meisei up top, but just got backed up and moved to the edge and eventually pushed out. So now he lost. It was an Oshidashi win for Meisei, but Shodai sitting at one win five losses. So I feel like it's worth mentioning because this is going to be a pattern we're going to see continue. Um, It seems like it's mental. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, there are some wrestlers. It doesn't seem injury related. There are some wrestlers like that are hard to tell if they've got it. Mitakiyumi is one. It's really hard to tell when he's injured. Super hard to tell. But Shodai and some of them like you can tell right away. Right. But Shodai, it doesn't appear as though he's moving with limitations. So it really does seem mental. Yeah. It really does. It has to be. Because he's a better wrestler than this. He is a much better wrestler than this. But he loves the Hollywood ending. Yeah. Let's (laughs) hope for that Hollywood ending to start at some point. Some point. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyway, the next match, two biggies. Tamawashi, who is... In the lead versus Takakesho. The strongman met Takakesho's big blast and then he easily got behind Takakesho's head and just pushed it to the dirt. You know, Tamawashi's taller. It looked honestly easy. easy. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it really did. It was a slapdown win, but I was like, all right, Tamawashi, he wants this you show. My favorite thing was the interview. I always love his interviews. What did he say? I missed the interview. He's, uh, they were like, what's important to you now? Like, congratulations, you took down uh, Yokozuna and now Nozeki. You're looking really good. What's, a, what's important for you now? And he said, well, the important thing is to get some rest, go to bed early, and get up early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe make some cookies. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Kota Nawaka versus Mitakiyumi. I, I do have a lot to talk about, but I will say that Mitakiyumi bulldozed Kota Nawaka at the top, but Kota Nawaka pulls as he's going backwards, as he steps out to the side, like basically at the same time as Kota Nawaka stepped out. So they called for a Manawi. Upon closer inspection, Kota Nawaka kept his heel kind of curved over the Tawada, but not touching the dirt. It was so close to the dirt, but not actually touching the dirt. So Mitakiyumi hit the ground first. The call was upheld as correct. And this looks like Mitakiyumi is in trouble. And now that we're talking about this, having watched through day 10, there is sort of a pattern coming out here with Mitakiyumi. I'm seeing that he's losing right at the edge. So I'm yeah. wondering if he's over afraid or afraid of injuring further himself. Well, I don't know about fears, but I I'm, I'm wondering if he's overcommitting at the edge because I mean, if you really want to hold on to your title, you really want to win, maybe there's a tendency to overcommit right at the edge when you think you've got your opponent and that's right. That's the most dangerous point. Right. Is that perhaps. final push through? I've got to get him out. Yeah. He's so close to the edge and in that crazy that moment desperation. it makes you vulnerable yes yeah. because i mean sumo you have to stay grounded at each and every moment the minute you get off balance yeah. you're in danger of somebody pushing you out or and down so i'm wondering if it's happening right at the edge don't listen to me i am no sumo expert <laughs> but it he is losing right at the edge more often than not yeah something's off yeah well also, something is off in this Teda Nafuji versus Ura match. Surprise! Surprise! There were some slaps, and Ura kept some distance, and Teda Nafuji kept some distance, so we can keep an eye on Ura. Ura finally barrels towards Teda Nafuji like a linebacker. 
tackling him and gets the Yokozuna on his heels and retreating. And that spelled the end of it for the Yokozuna. There was no fancy magic here. It was just an injured Yokozuna and a patient and watchful Ura waiting for the right moment to charge in. Ura has never beaten him. Yeah. Never. Until now. And remember when I said he looks injured. Taranofuji really yeah. looks, looks like he is having some knee issues. Yeah. And more and more with each and every day of this Basho, it's just super clear that something is not right. Yeah. Because when Ura can just put his head down and aim for your belly button and take you out. Like a linebacker. It shouldn't work. is not working. Yeah. He really can only rely on like the upper half of his body. And he certainly can't go backwards. Well, we'll and they're talk, figuring that out. We'll talk more about this on day 10. All right. That's it on day six. Okay. Day seven. I loved day seven. Yeah. I have so many stars yeah. all over my page on day seven. How am I ever going to decide what I want to talk about for a silly reason? I, I always enjoy sumo for silly reasons half the time. I loved the Mitoryu Teretsuyoshi fight. Yeah. Simply because... We got a great view of a Mawashi retie. Yeah, we did. It took a long time. Mitoryu is a big boy. Teretsuyoshi took a while to retie it, his Mawashi, and he still won. It's just always nice to see something different. Yeah. 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 Like possibly someone revealing themselves. Yes. That's exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I am seven inside. Like, ooh, look how close we got to seeing it all. But we didn't because it's sumo and they take care of each other. Okay. So I loved that. Hokuto Fuji with his big old swollen eye and his cupping marks on his shoulder still manages to push Takanocho out. Yeah, and that wasn't easy. By beautiful blocking and beautiful chasing, he just put his head down. He knew exactly where Takanosha was at every moment, did not let those injuries stop him. Hokuto Fuji is one I can never tell if he's really injured because he's so hard on himself and so hard on his opponents. And at day seven... I thought, oh my God, 7-0, Hokuto Fuji, this is fantastic. Yeah. I am completely on the Hokuto Fuji train. Yeah, me too. Simply because of its beauty, Sada Naomi's win over Onosho was a pretty, pretty, pretty swivel at the edge to overarm, throw Onosho out. Onosho's one leg went high. It was just gorgeous. It It was was. like a lovely dance move. It was. I love it. Midori Fuji versus Hoshoryu. Yes. Was, for me, it was the most exciting match of the day. My notes just say, rewatch this. And did I? No. (laughs) So I'm going to try to give you the best breakdown I can that was written, scribbled illegibly in about 10 seconds. Hoshoryu, at the beginning, could not get Midori Fuji's belt. Midori Fuji blocked it over and over. Hoshoryu tried Midori Fuji's move, the Karaskachi. Twice. It didn't work. It didn't work either time. <laughs> Twice. So I they know. separated. They came back together. Hoshoryu tried a throw. Didn't work. Midori Fuji followed and pushed Hoshoryu out from the side. That's not the best breakdown I've ever done, but it gives you the basic idea. It was powerful and Midori Fuji showed some amazing sticking power. Yeah, he did. Up against a tricky, tricky wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. I was really impressed by Midori Fuji on this day. Yeah. This was the best match of the day. I loved that match. A kuridashi win for... Is that what it was called? Yeah. A kuridashi win for Midori Fuji. Hard fought for both of them. And uh, with both men with multiple uh, tricks up their sleeve, I loved seeing that Midori Fuji came out on top. Other fights I loved on day seven, Wakataka Kage versus Tamawashi, simply because Tamawashi was on that high from his gold star. He was unbeaten. He was looking strong. He went for that Nodawa attack and did Wakataka Kage let him get away with that? No. No. (laughs) Tamawashi pushed him all the way to the edge, but somehow Wakataka Kage pivoted and threw Tamawashi down. I just like it when it's unexpected, and I do like Wakataka Kage, as serious and as dry as he is. I love his power. There was a lot of skill in the finish of that match. Yes. Another one, Kiribayama beat Mitakiyumi. At this point, I think he had beaten two Ozekis. Kiribayama is just getting better and better. I didn't expect this, and I loved it. 
Well, he just plowed ahead and drove me, talking me backwards and out. That's the kooky thing. Yeah, it was straightforward, and it should. He got his preferred grip immediately. Yeah, and then just plowed ahead. And that was when I thought, okay, maybe Mitakiyomi is injured. Right. Maybe he just can't get off the Tachiai fast. I don't know. I, don't I know. still don't know what's happening with Mitakiyomi. But it was obvious on day seven that it's something weird. It's something yes. weird. He's not showing Ozeki style sumo. Yeah. Something is in the Ozeki Tadanofuji water. Yeah, the water like, is the not water, good. The Yokozuna and the Sanyaku water is not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change although, it out. Although on day seven, Tadanofuji did look good against Ichinojo. He was fast and furious, just like the movies, and got it done. Yes. Uh, he, it was like he went, you know what? This hurts too much. I need to get these done in about five seconds. And that's what he did. It was pretty. So at the end of day seven, uh, the leader was Hokuto Fuji, and Tamawashi and Takayasu were in second place. And I just love, I'm loving the way this leaderboard is shaping up. Yeah. There's no one, there's no usuals on it. Right. And there haven't been since day seven, and I'm liking There's this. no Sanyaku guys up there, right? That's Tamawashi. There is in day, not in day seven. Not in day seven, yeah. yeah. There, later, yes. Yes. But okay. not in day seven. All right. That is it for day seven. Day eight. Nishiki, Nishiki Fuji. I always can't say Nishiki Fuji versus Nishikiki, and it's because they're just nearly they're the so same. Similar. <laughs> yes. Anyway, him versus Tochi Notion. We haven't talked much about Tochi, but Nishiki, but Nishiki Fuji. <laughs> beat, I feel your pain. I know he beat Tochi Notion at his own game. He got a double mm-hmm. inside grip, lifted up, dead lifted him up and out. I'm amazed anyone can deadlift a. Very bottom-heavy Tochi Notion. And not only that, it was like a frontal crush out. Yes! Nishiki Fuji just pancaked on top of Tochi Notion and yes. fell on top of them as they both breached the doyo. Okay, Amazing. I loved it too. I loved it too. I like that one. nothing like a pancake. Yeah, pancake is exciting. Yeah, we like the pancake. Yes. <laughs> we got a two-for-one from Miyogiru versus Wakamoto Haru, so okay. that was kind of fun. Yep. And the Wakamoto Haru in the second match, he does a pulling throw at the edge, but this time he kept both feet in while he was pulling the Tsukio Toshi. So anyway, he he got he won over Miyogiru by uh, Tsukio Toshi, but it was always nice to have have a have a two for one. Well, and what I loved about that was it was the same move. It yeah. was it was as if they did the exact same match. Yeah, just twice, twice, and, and this time the he second kept time, his feet yeah. in. He's <laughs> yeah. like, I just need to adjust backwards. I just yeah. can't believe he. The Tochinoshin fell for it. Or, I mean, or... Miyogaru fell for it again. <laughs> Where is my brain? <laughs> the Hokuto Fuji, the Hokuto Fuji bulldozer is back in town again for this day because he kept Indo from quickly trying to get his belt. He just charged it squarely back and out. Easy as pie. Hokuto Fuji got his Kachikoshi. First Kachikoshi of the tournament was yes. Hokuto Fuji, the Lion King himself. Yes. I love, I'm just loving this. Yes. I'm just loving it. But quick on his heels is Tamawashi, who barreled over Sada Naomi. Yes, goodness. Yes, it was. It was just strong man back and out. Sada Naomi was like, w- w- what happened? Yep. It was just a blast. Heard all around the world. Yep. So Tamawashi's sitting at seven and one. The next match that was exciting to me was Midori Fuji versus Kiribayama. Now, Kiribayama has just taken down some big guys the days before. Yeah. And here he gets it from Midori Fuji <laughs> the know. next day. I love it. He uses his favorite and most deadly technique, the katasukashi, and he makes it look easy, like so freaking easy. Easy. Kiribayama just looked like he got schooled. And that's why Sumo's interesting to me is you can see Kiribayama defeat a giant the f- day before and then this gnat takes him out the next day like the easiest thing. Yep. Let's talk about Wakatakakage versus Mitakiyumi. So this match looked at the top like Mitakiyumi's initial advance on Wakatakakage was going to do it. He almost was able to push Wakatakakage over the edge, but Wakatakakage basically balanced on one leg, the other to kind of guard his position, and the other, I don't know, maybe to do a leg pick. I don't know what he was going to do. But in that, the momentum shifted. In a nutshell, it was a lot of back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth. At this point, though, we're getting towards the end of the match. Wakataka Kage musters some serious strength in his very tired state and does mm-hmm. a final advance on Mitakiyumi. And this time, it actually works. He pushed back and out, and Mitakiyumi lost by a simple Yori Kitty. But it said to me, 
that this match was interesting because Wakataka Kage is going up against a big foe, but something's off as well in Wakataka Kage. It's not an injury, but there's just been something off in his game. He won, but he he's not looking as fast to me. Mitakiyumi just ran out of steam or the injury was too much at that point. And it was just a big, long battle that whatever he's dealing with, it was just too much at that point. I really enjoyed this fight. I mean, Mitakiyumi is a big boy to move. Wakatakakage, there's a size difference there. He's much smaller. But he's so jacked and strong. He is. And I was very impressed by Wakatakakage's strength here and his ability to... um, just to move Mitakiyumi in the same style that Mitakiyumi tends to move other people. I saw it as a big fight at the edge, a huge fight with some real exciting movement from Wakatakakage right at the edge again. But again, we watch these fights differently, and yeah. that's what's so cool about it. Yeah. Is that it for day eight? Mm-hmm. Day nine. I loved day nine. I loved day nine. I have so many stars on my page of notes here. It's hard to know what to talk with you about, but let's talk about Wakamoto Haru versus Hokuto Fuji. Wow. Wow. He has the spirit. Wakamoto Haru pushed Hokuto Fuji back, but Hokuto Fuji grabbed Wakamoto Haru, kept him right in front, would not let Wakamoto Haru squirrel away at the edge, pushed forward. He was powerful. He was unstoppable. Wow. Wow, I'm loving the style of sumo, and I love its follow through. Day nine, still nine and zero. Oh, yeah, he was like, "Come hell or high water, I will win." Yeah, and I like to see that turn on in a wrestler where they 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 realize they're on the top of the leaderboard and they're like, "Oh, I'm going for it." I love it. I Whatever that is, it. is amazing. And speaking of just. Guys who've been here for a while and we really want to see continue to do well. Tamawashi, fast, aggressive, slaps. He uh, he said in his post-fight interview that he wanted to fight vigorously. He showed us the very definition of vigorous fighting against Meisei. He won. He got his kachikoshi on day nine. Oh, yeah. It was like... It was as if he was saying, I am the oldest, most experienced man on this doyo. No one can take that from me. I know what I'm doing. Scary, scary old man. Midori Fuji versus Ichinojo. I loved this fight. I loved this fight. Midori Fuji is so small. Ichinojo is so big. And Midori Fuji had so much. I mean, he tried. He tried yeah. and he tried and tried. But there is a... 200 pound difference oh yeah between Ichinojo and Midori Fuji and I loved it Midori Fuji really had trouble pushing Ichinojo anywhere so he tried pulling he tried spinning and I just marveled at it from beginning to end this was a long fight 200 200 two minutes and 40 seconds wow Midori Fuji trying everything he could to take Ichinojo down. Ichinojo keeping Midori Fuji, doing a really good job of keeping Midori Fuji right in front. Yeah. Ichinojo eventually reached over Midori Fuji's shoulders, grabbed his belt from behind, and then he was in the driver's seat and he could finally take it for the win. But it was just classic Ichinojo going, all I have to do is stay on my feet. Stay on my feet, lean a little forward, stay on my feet, no matter what this guy does. And Midori Fuji tried it all. He was like, let me try the kitchen sink. <laughs> Still doesn't work. Ichinojo came out with a win. Loved it. Day nine was the day that Shodai lost yes. his eighth in a row. <laughs> this time against Ura. Oof, getting his Makikoshi. Can't feel good. Can't feel good at all. Mitakiyumi also lost yes. against Daesho. And Takakesho lost against Kiribayama. Yes. So no Ozeki's won. Right. On day nine, taking us to the final bout, Terunofuji versus Takayasu. I love both these guys. Oh, it's, this is a fun match. This is, it's so hard when you love both guys and you want them both to win. You really do. And these guys are very evenly matched. It could go anyway. Oh, my God. It was just Takayasu looking so fast. Terunofuji had him on the run. 
But Takayasu was like the definition of fleet-footed. He yes. was all over the place, just moving laterally so quickly that it was really tough for Terano Fuji. Terano Fuji um, eventually tried a foot sweep, which I have not seen him do <laughs> before. It didn't work, opened him up, and so Takayasu could come in and push him out. And uh, that, uh, yeah... That was the fourth loss for Terra Nafuji. Yeah. So at this point, this is when everybody's going, okay, is the Yokozuna going to stay in? Because that was his fourth loss. So that's yeah. a lot of gold stars to give away. Right. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Really happy for Takayasu because yeah. that took him to seven and two. Well, also, what was what was funny yeah. to me about this real quick is that uh, Takayasu gave a big old open-handed smack to Terra Nafuji's face. Oh, did he? And I feel like I don't see that on the Yokozuna often unless it's from perhaps Takakesho. And so I was like, oh, oh, it was exciting. It was he won fair and square. Yeah, he did. Ted and Fuji is struggling a lot. So I was happy to have Takayasu get the win, but yeah, four losses for a for a Yokozuna is alarming. Yeah. I just quickly want to mention one other thing. But I was also so impressed with Nishiki Fuji versus mm-hmm. Oho. Yeah. Both at six two on day nine. Nishiki Fuji was up against the edge and he tripped and recovered Mm -hmm. and then went chest to chest with Oho, took a breather and then pushed Oho back. It was just really nice. And it showed that he can recover fast. He's a medium sized guy, but he moves like a small size guy. Yeah. That's how I see him. He's been exciting to watch. Day 10. Now, oddly enough, for me, overall, not all of them, but these are pretty fast and straightforward matches that were kind of boring. Oh, really? Not the whole day. Okay. But the beginning, I would say from Teretsuyoshi all the way to up to Wakamoto Haru. (laughs) Just, they were straightforward wins, you know? They all were very fast. Kind of feel like, it's like watching the Sanyaku truck. Like, go slowly into the lake, down the boat ramp. That's what day 10 felt like to me. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Like, you want want somebody to jump in there and push the Throw them a lifeboat or something, or a life raft, something. But Nishiki Fuji, again, versus Wakamoto Haru. Wakamoto Haru tried some edge magic and holds on, but Nishiki Fuji is determined and manages to push him out as if he's chasing him all around the doyo. So Nishiki Fuji, just reminding you all, Amiga Share 10 is an 8-2 and two record, and he's looking really good. Yeah, it was pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, another fun one, if you remember, uh, this is Midori Fuji versus Kota Nawaka. And what's memorable about this is that it was a beauty of a Katasukashi throw from Midori Fuji. Midori Fuji, but in the slow-mo, you see that it's just too close to call. Kotonowaka went flying and twisting through the air, somehow def- like defied gravity, but it appears that Midori Fuji stepped out first. Anyway, it was too close to call, but the call was made by none other than Kotonowaka's dad, who's the shimpan sitting on the side. And he's like, look, if my boy's going to win, it's got to be clearer and it's got to be cleaner than that. So they made him call. do it. Yeah, they do made him again. do it again. Yeah. And this time it was the same approach from Kocha Nawaka. Quick tachi eye. He gets inside and under the pits of Midori Fuji and just threw him easy peasy to the dirt with a Sukunage throw. Yeah, I enjoyed that one too. I did too. Wakataka Kage versus Ura. So good old flexible Ura doesn't really stand a chance with Wakataka Kage when he gets in his mind that he's going to force him off center. Wakataka Kage gets under Ura's like left armpit and you can see it so clearly in the slow-mo. He just gets under the armpit and just figures if I can get this flexible guy to not go backwards, if I can get him off center by pushing him sideways, that's my approach. And it actually worked because After that, he gets deep under both of Ura's armpits and rushes him to the edge and out. So he met Ura's trickery with, okay, this is my game plan with this guy that I can't push backwards. I'm going to instead pull him up and over. And he threw a nice Sukunage throw to the edge and out. Wakataka Kage is really good at redirecting. Yes. That move of keeping people 
blocking them from the side. Yeah. Not every wrestler can do that well. I forget the name of it. I need somebody else to tell me the Japanese name for that move. <laughs> there is a name for it. He's so good at it. He's yeah. so good at it. Yeah. He's like, you're, you're staying in place. Yep. Anyway, I don't know if I described that well, but enough to say I noticed a different approach he was taking with the way Aura usually works. And, and it and it was interesting. And this was the one where after Ura got beat, there was the expression on his face, well done. Really. Right. Really well done. Yeah. That was that was good. You beat you me. Had me. Fair yeah. and square. Yeah. Really good. Tamawashi the strongman versus Mitakiyumi. It was, in my opinion, all Mitakiyumi until the edge. When Tamawashi just simply pivoted and grabbed behind Mitakiyumi's head and just pushed him to the dirt as he pivoted out. So it's one more loss. And Mitakiyumi is at three and seven, and he will lose his Ozeki rank after this. Again, happened right at the edge. Right, right at the at edge. Right at the edge. I don't know what's happening with Mitakiyumi. But well, yeah, it doesn't look great for his Ozeki status. No. And I mean, Shodai versus Ichinojo. Ichinojo gets the shallow grip, manhandles a tricky Shodai backwards and up and out by lifting up. Shodai tries to escape, but he just can't. Once Ijinojo got the grip, he had very few moves, moves he could make. He had a really good shallow grip, just yanked up on him, and he was in the driver's seat. It really is. It's like watching a car crash in slow motion. Yeah. Right now. Shodai's at one and nine. Yeah. Like... I mean, everybody has a bad basho every now and then, but this is really bad. This is this like, is the worst, and I well, thought, and strangely, Takara Fuji's has gotten better, but he started this bad. I don't know. Oh, it's I don't know it's, what it's so it's hard to on. explain. That's why I think it's mental. It's not physical, but I don't know. We can only guess. We can only get. Maybe he's not getting the right amount of sleep. Right. Maybe he's staying up all night playing video games. Maybe. The last bout of the day, Takakesha versus Hoshoryu. Takakesha, right off the Tachiai, gets an arm of Hoshoryu and attempts a throw, but Hoshoryu denies that. He does get thrown, but he manages to force Takakesha to fall too by grabbing Takakesha's leg out from underneath him as Hoshoryu was flying to this the dirt. This was so good. This was fancy. It was pretty. It was an Abise Teoshi win for Hoshoryu, but I was like, wow, now that is impressive. In the slow-mo, yeah. you see him sweep, as he's being thrown, sweep him down to the dirt, and he hits the dirt before. Well, what I was so impressed by, it looked as if when I first saw it, it looked as if Takakesha threw himself out. I thought, what what just happened there? Right. But when I watched it again, it was Hoshoryu being thrown, landing on his left foot, and changing the direction of his fall. So he landed on his left foot and then he lunged forward, yeah. chest into Takakesho's chest as he picked up Takakesho's leg. It's again those ah, it's science concepts. It's <laughs> leverage, like changing the way your leverage is working as you fall is so impressive to me. They're like gymnasts. It's they, what Hakaha was so good at. Yeah. They flipping, they're flipping through the air, but they know exactly where they are. Yep. To be able to pull awesome. a move like that. It's awesome. And and if you watch it in real time, you're like, it's a split second. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So that's all I got for day 10. Well, the big news from day 10. Well, Ted and Afuji yes. is he pulled out of the tournament. Basically, the medical certificate said he's going to have possibly surgery they think both of his knees are toast they're in bad condition we know we know that but it's especially regarding the right knee his coach said the bone is completely out of lace both are bad and the inflammation won't like won't stop so they were supposed to have a yokozuna promotional like a promotion reception in october and even that's possibly being pushed back because they don't know about the status of the injury and whether or not he is going to have surgery if he's not if it's going to heal normally what i hope is he gets he just gets two knee replacements he's out for a whole year oh god (laughs) no not really but there's no point if you you get one one knee worked on then you're still going to come back with one hurt on its way to getting better knee and one knee that's total toast. So I saw, when I watched today's, they said uh, osteoarthritis yeah. in both knees. That's in a the contusion. official, 
That's the official diagnosis. Well, but I think they've known that for a long well, time. Uh, what, the other thing that I loved about it is they were like, it just needs three weeks of rest. I'm here to tell you, if you have no. osteoarthritis in both knees, it is not going away in three weeks. It's like your rest of your life business. It is. <laughs> it is. If you have osteoarthritis, yeah, that is the rest of your life. I mean, I cannot saw, imagine. Well, we saw what Hakaho did with draining his knee every single day. Oh, and that was after yeah, yeah, surgeries. Yeah. But you're saying that there's more to it, that his his patella has moved? That's what the coach said. His bone's completely out of place. Oh, oh my God. That is so painful, y'all. So painful. I cannot, I cannot imagine. No, I cannot I. imagine. Nor could I. So to think of Tara Nafuji like that in one knee and still doing what he's doing, that is like Herculean. I cannot even imagine. I know. You know, people freak out that, oh, he's going to retire soon or whatever. But no, he's pretty much in line with so many Yokozuna of the past. Once they get to this age and position, their bodies are toast. Yokozunas typically spend a lot of Bashos off. And if you remember most recently, Hakaho and Kakaru did the same thing. I have no problem with him. Like, yeah. go on a vacation, dude. Yeah, <laughs> me too. So, like, fix your knees as much as you can. Exactly. Kasino Sato never really could have a Yokozuna reign because he was so injured from the beginning. Yeah. And he did that. His injury came to be able to get him to that point of being yeah. a Yokozuna. So, let's share the trophy. Yeah. I'm all about sharing this trophy. Yeah. And so at the end of day 10, nine, there's two guys at nine and one. We didn't even talk. Hokuto Fuji versus Takayasu. This was one of those that I didn't want to watch because I want them both to keep winning. Right. But they did. They had the matchup. It was just a really good <laughs> power to power fight. Takayasu came out with a win on day 10. That was Hokuto Fuji's first loss. Right. I didn't like it. I don't like seeing him lose when he's got a nine and no record. But I also don't want Takayasu to lose. He, who's got an eight and two record. Right. He's run one right behind him. I know. So the leaderboard right now is there's two guys tied in first place. Tamawashi and Hokuto Fuji. Both. Yeah. Both with records of nine and one, and that's so great. I just am so excited for both of them. Two guys in second place at eight and two, Takayasu and Nishiki Fuji. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> and then there are four guys tied at seven and three. Wakataka Kage, who's our only Sanyaku guy wow. on, anywhere on the leaderboard. Toby Zaru. Oho. And Chiyoshoma. What? I know. What, what, what? So random. As you would say. What, what, what? It doesn't make sense, but I love this leaderboard. It's so fun. Yeah. Sumo is full of surprises. I would be thrilled for any of those guys except for Chiyoshoma to win. I know. (laughs) Sorry, Chiyoshoma. I know. But he's only done like one (laughs) Hanka. So that's improvement for him. Who do you think will win? I can't say it. Take don't a guess? Wanna, nah, I don't want to jinx anybody. Okay, we're not jinxing anybody. We're psyched if any of you win. All right. Well, we will be back at you next week with the final wrap up of the Basho days 11 through 15. We hope you will join us and we hope those bingos start coming in. Just a quick reminder go ahead and send us an email with a picture of your clearly marked bingo. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See y'all next week. See you later. Bye. Ciao, Mata. <laughs>